Good morning. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory coming to you on another day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, our prayers and our thoughts go out to those uh, that have lost loved ones uh, due to this COVID-19 uh, virus. Uh, we're praying for the families of uh, all those, those that are in bereavement right now. Uh, praying for our nation, praying for those that have lost uh, jobs and that are shut in their homes. Uh, praying that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, would, would uh, consolate and comfort their hearts in this time. We may not understand what God is doing, but we know that God is up to something. Uh, we believe and we have faith to believe that God will see us through. Uh, for no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. Uh, that is God's word. So we just thank God for the listeners and we pray that all is well and that you are safe wherever you're hearing this uh, message. Our lesson today is called The Lord Loves Justice. It's coming from Isaiah 61, verses 8 through 11, 62, chapter 62, verses 2 through 4. The golden text says, For I, the Lord, loves judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering, and I will direct their work in truth. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. That's the King James Version. The NLT, the New Language Version, translation says, For I, the Lord, loves justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Isaiah 61, 8, NLT. Um, this lesson uh, is coming to us from Isaiah. A little background uh, on the lesson. The prophet Isaiah articulates a message about justice from an unlikely place. In the midst of a black Babylonian captivity, in that place, God has seemingly forsaken the people of Israel and has used a more corrupt nation to punish God's own people for their corruption. This timeless spirit and commitment to calling out injustice becomes immortalized in the words of Isaiah in the 61th chapter, verses 1 through 4, the 61st chapter. The very words that Luke records Jesus using as the text for his initial sermon in Luke 4, this illustrates that God's love affair with justice transcends time, space, and communities. Even, every, even people who find themselves in a diaspora can comfort themselves in knowing that God is still in love with justice and that God is committed to righting the wrongs that have been inflicted upon them. Isn't it amazing when we think about uh, the injustice uh, of people all around the world? Uh, the believers of God can rejoice in the fact that God loves justice. His eye is not sleep. He is not sleep or his thoughts not slack as it regards his people and all that the injustice that we, that we see in our, in our nation, uh, in this country and around the world. So we can rejoice and be glad and thank God for the fact that uh, he loves justice and he will vindicate us. Uh, he said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I shall repay. I don't have to worry about fighting the battle for the battle is not mine. It is the Lord. Let's look at Isaiah 61, 8. The word of God, it says, for I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offerings and I will direct their work in truth. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. 
Even in the midst of our trials and our tribulation, God is letting us know that he loves justice. Uh, his eyes is uh, on the, the injustice of the people, that the, uh, those that are in, in power and those that are uh, in positions of authority. Uh, he hates the injustice that is reigned upon his people. He says, I hate robbery for burnt offerings, uh, cast, uh, taking sacrifices and making sacrifices uh, that, that are not toward him. Uh, sacrificing a burnt offering uh, that is uh, unjust. It says, and he says, and I will direct their work in truth. I will faithfully reward my people for their sufferings and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Uh, as, as the children of my mind goes back to when the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt and how Pharaoh had, had taken away the straw and, and caused them to have to make bricks out of mud and uh, he was a hard taskmaster. And, and this thing happened for over a period of time, over 400 years of captivity. Uh, they, they, they toiled and they cried out to the Lord. And, and God heard their cry and he, he, he pitied their groans and they were delivered. And it's the same way in our society today as we look back over uh, our, our being here in the United States and uh, as we look back over uh, the, the, the children of the children of God and those that have were brought over here in bondage and slavery uh, and how, how the injustice of a cruel taskmaster and a, a cruel uh, a slave driver uh, and all of the injustice God has made a note of it and he has taken note of it and and that and that's just not just uh, people of color but people of all creeds and color uh, it makes no difference if you have been mistreated and you are a child of God, God's eye is, is on every injustice that has been reigned our way. So we can rejoice in the fact. And he said, I've made an everlasting covenant with them. He's made a promise. He's made a promise with the, with those that believe in him that he will justify, he will vindicate, he will set the captives free. Uh, this is old Testament language but it's also found in Luke. It's, it's also found in the uh, fulfillment of the, the, the Old Testament is the foreshadowing of the things to come in the New Testament. Jesus fulfilled that which was, was spoken of by the prophets in the Old Testament. Like I said again, was the foreshadowing of things to come. Verse nine says, and their seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people and all that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord have blessed. We are God's heritage. We are that seed. We are, uh, uh, when, when Abram, hallelujah, when Abram was uh, Abram, he was, his name represented that great father, Abram. But when God changed his name, his name became Abraham, and that signified the father of many nations. Hallelujah, somebody. That, 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 that change, and, and God, God is promising that. Uh, the, and their seed shall be known amongst the Gentiles and their offspring amongst the people. What God is saying here is, if you are a child of mine, uh, no matter what you may be going through right now, you're going to be known and they're going to know you by the fact that you are his seed. You are of his family. 
you are of God's lineage. Uh, the people, the Gentiles, and those uh, wicked taskmasters are going to know that uh, in the fullness of time, you were one of God's chosen. You were one of God's elect. Yeah. It says, and all that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. You, you don't have to uh, be in dismay or be discouraged when it seems like you're being cast down and when it seems like uh, every time you try to do something, somebody's putting you down or every time you uh, uh, attempt to do a thing, Satan is always present. But just know one thing, that uh, in the fullness of time, when, when God gets ready to set you up, uh, the world is gonna know that you are his child. The world is gonna know. So what do you need to do? Continue to be steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, uh, knowing that your labor is not in vain. So what am I saying? Be faithful in, in, in your prayer life. Be faithful in your praise and worship. Be faithful in holding on to God's unchanging hand. Because uh, one, one thing is for sure and two is for certain. Uh, if you don't see it on this side of Jordan, know that your reward is gonna be, uh, you're gonna be known by the world that you are God's heritage. Verse 10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and as a bride adorned herself with jewels. I can rejoice. I can gladly be, I can rejoice in the Lord because he has wrapped me up in salvation. That word salvation means to be saved, to be delivered from. He has, he has made a way for me to be saved. Saved from what? Saved from impending doom, from everlasting separation. Saved from uh, uh, that peril, that, 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 is a, that impending doom that is reserved for those that don't believe in him. He has saved me from that because of why? Because I've believed, I've confessed with my mouth and I've believed in my heart that God has raised his son from the dead. I have been vindicated. I've been wrapped up in his salvation. He's given me the garment of salvation. He's covered me with a robe of righteousness. His righteousness, not my righteousness, because my righteousness is filthy rags before his sight. But all that his son did all that he made possible through Jesus Christ, his rightness, he has clothed me and he's covered me with his righteousness. Somebody ought to shout amen right there because uh, he's, he's imputed him, his righteousness to me. He's given his righteousness over to me and I ought to be shouting because if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? He decked himself with ornaments as a bride adorned herself with jewels. Uh, the picture of a marriage, wed a wedding, uh, picture of the uh, bride, groom coming down, uh, standing at the altar. Uh, picture of his, his bride coming down, uh, adorned in, in, in precious garments and, and jewels. It's a, it's a beautiful sight. Uh, this is what God has prepared for those that believe in him. He's, a, he's adorned us with his, his righteousness and closed us with salvation. Amen, somebody. 
11 says, For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before the nations. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sown in, 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 in corruption, but I'm, I'm raised into incorruption. I'm sown a mortal, but I'm raised into immortality. And, and the earth, the people of the world shall see me and they shall marvel at how God has worked. Think about uh, before you met Christ and, and how uh, you was before you met the Lord. And, you know, somebody said I was a wretch undone. I was not worthy to be to even live. I, I, I was despicable. I was despised, you know, oftentimes. But uh, in the fullness of time, through that what that process called sanctification, we find out that uh, God is doing a work in us. And the, the, the person that I was, I no longer am. God has transformed me and taken me from that old wretch that I was, that, that filthy person that I was. And he's clean, clean, he's cleaned me up. He set my feet on high ground, on a solid foundation, and, and I'm no longer the same. Uh, I'm mindful of Saul on the road to Damascus, who persecuted the people of God, who, who persecuted and went about looking to uh, root out all of those Christ followers. Uh, but he had a Damascus road experience. And that same Saul uh, was given a new name, Paul. Hallelujah, somebody. There's something about the name. Uh, uh, the, in, in those days, names mean, meant something. When a parent would name a child, uh, they named that child based upon uh, whatever they were going through at the, at, the, at the birth or whatever that parent hoped for that child to be. Uh, a, a, a prime example of that was Rachel, who, who when she died at child, in childbirth, she, she named her son ben, Benoni which is son of my sorrows, hallelujah. But Jacob changed the name from Benoni to Benjamin, which is son of my right hand. There's something in the name, there's something about a name that, uh, that, that brings us joy and rejoicing. Uh, Jacob, who was, who was called a trickster, had his name changed to Israel, good God almighty. There's something in, in the name 62, uh, Isaiah 62 and 2 says, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all the kings thy glory, and thy shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. He's going to give you a new name. He's going to bring you out from where you are. Even in the midst of bondage and in being in captivity, uh, God was promising the children of Israel as they were captive, they were being, uh, they were put in captivity by a wicked nation that I shall change your name. You shall be vindicated. I have not forgotten about you. Uh, you can rejoice in the fact that I am ever present and I'm going to change your name. Three says, thou shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Ah, God is setting us up for greatness. He's setting us up for greatness. Don't look to your left or to your right and allow what you see to bring you down. Don't let your past dictate your future because what you were, you no longer are. God has transformed you 
for those that are, are seeking after a change of life, try God, try Jesus Christ. Uh, he's able to transform you. He's able to change you. He's able to give you newness of life. He's able to give you a, uh, take that stony heart out and give you a heart of flesh. For it says, for thou shalt no more be turned forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be turned desolate. For thou shalt be called Hephazabah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. God is saying, listen, uh, don't, 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 don't stumble at where you are because you, your name is not forsaken and your, la your land is no longer desolate. I have given you a new name and that name is the, the children of my inheritance. You are, uh, you are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. I, I have made you my heritage. I have engrafted you in. I have adopted you into the royal family. You are a royal priesthood, good God Almighty. Uh, from, from being uh, 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 isolated on, on the outside looking in, if you choose Christ today, God has vindicated you and he's bringing you in and he will exalt you in due season. Uh, this lesson has come to an end and we thank God for it. Uh, the, the lesson is entitled, God Loves Justice. The Lord Loves Justice. And understand, no matter where you find yourself in this in this dispensation of time, uh, whether you are part of the diaspora, uh, those people that have been scattered, uh, maybe you are looking and, and seeking uh, God to come in your life, you can pray the sinner's prayer. Pray along with me. Father, I recognize that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Father, I invite you to come into my life today. Cleanse me up. I, I, I repent of my wicked ways. I turn from my wicked ways and I turn to you. Lord, come into my life. Have full course. I surrender myself unto you is my prayer in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, uh, you can know for a certainty that Christ has came into your life and he will do and finish the work that he has started. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You be blessed. Long and hard If you believe in something With all your heart It shall come to pass I see miracles I see miracles I see miracles Happening for you I see miracles I see miracles happening for you. If you believe in something long and hard, if you believe in something with all your heart, it shall come to pass. I see.
goes I see miracles Happening for you 